1: Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and
2: Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com
3: slash the fan. It's time for Dirt and Sprague.
2: I've never been on television before but apparently sometimes I don't watch the I don't watch the news
3: with Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague.
2: Because I'm a kid and apparently every time apparently grandpa just gives me a
4: remote after we watch the Powerball.
3: Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
4: We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and Eat bread and desserts and
2: just get all fat and sassy. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the show on YouTube, 1080thefan.com, the Odyssey app at 99.5 HD2. Uh, people noting in the YouTube chat that swag
3: was frozen in the last uh, segment. Yeah, we had a little uh, little technical glitch. For- fortunately, Joey was here. I'm I'm back and live and in color. Okay. Well, we don't know that. It's dark in there. You turn the light on. No. No? Okay. All right. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, we will dive into the MLB playoffs. Swag is excited about them. Yeah, finally got some drama. We, we get get a Game, a, game 7. A, a, yeah, we get a Game <sighs> 7 tonight. Yeah. Road Team has won every single game in the series so far. I've noticed this, yes. So will that hold or will Houston uh, show up and get themselves back to the World Series? Will we get a rematch? The Phillies uh, can close out the Diamondbacks uh, this afternoon. Feels
2: like... Feels like the Phillies have wrapped that up. Maybe I'll be wrong here with
3: the Diamondbacks. Yeah, if but... the Diamondbacks don't get off to a good start, mm-hmm. and so Aaron Nola's on the mound for Philly, he was brilliant in his game two start. Uh, and then if you know if you get a Schwarber or Turner or Harper home run early and get that crowd fired up, then I, I think that's a little too much to ask for the Diamondbacks. Schwarber now with more, more postseason home runs uh, than
2: Reggie Jackson. Yep. The new Mister October, yep, Schwaktober. Schwartober, Schwabtober. <laughs> no, that's probably not a thing. Uh, we'll dive into that. I, I wanted to start the uh, the final hour. We'll get back into Oregon, Washington, and what happened. A little look ahead to uh, some of the college football we've got this coming week um the nfl we don't get to a whole lot of nfl on a monday that's a shame on us
3: but you know we got local football teams in college that we get to i thought that was as entertaining a sunday as we've had for a while really now the games that entertained us we didn't think would be the ones going in what game inter- what what game entertained you that you didn't think going uh, in? uh from an absurdity standpoint the browns colts game <laughs>
2: Oh, that was insane. That was
3: absurd. <laughs> I don't
2: even know what happened in that game. I do know a pass interference call was called, and it shouldn't have been.
3: Exactly.
2: That was egregious. The Colts And you have Gardner
3: rocked. Minshew and P.J. Walker are the quarterbacks there <laughs> once Deshaun Watson went out. And all you hear the whole week after the
2: Browns upset the Niners, this defense, man, this defense is legitimate. <laughs> and then the Colts score 38 on yeah. them. And I'm like, okay, none of this makes sense. Miles Garrett may have wrapped up defensive player of the year. I know a little too early to proclaim that, but man, he was awesome in that game. Uh, You did have the bills get upset by the Patriots. I'm kind of with you in this. You said it earlier, but for those that weren't uh, uh, hanging with us, what am I supposed to think of the bills? Like, I'm too afraid to say that they're not legitimate because they can be scary. And then the minute I do trust them and assume they're going to blow teams out and I tease them down to a one point favorite. They outright lose to a team that had been laughed at all year. What am I supposed to think of the Bills? They're a weird 4-3 and
3: team right now. Yeah, and they certainly have the capacity to go on a late season run and Certainly, if they can, you know, host a playoff game or two, nobody wants to go to Buffalo in January. They
2: embarrassed, embarrassed swag the Miami Dolphins, yes.
3: and then they couldn't do anything against the Patriots. So I, yeah, it's a real head scratcher. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much Josh Allen misses Brian Daybold. Uh, that's two years ago. I know, but Uh, it's still, this is who he's going to be then. He's just going to be good for three weeks and then bad for a week. And then I don't know. They, they cannot consistently run the football. No. And, and then at three points at half, how do you get picked apart by Mac Jones? on the final drive
2: Mac Jones trying to gritty and scoring two touchdowns. And I don't know how any of that happened. None of it makes sense, but that's the NFL. It never makes sense to us. The Lions, I mean, I I was hyping up this game all week last week. The Lions at
3: Baltimore. they just no-showed.
2: Well, I thought it was a combination. I thought it was like they didn't play well, and then before you know it, Baltimore gets the ball, and every time they get the ball, they're not dropping passes and they're scoring. Like, that's the Baltimore team. Swag, largely we should have seen that Baltimore team in their other games. The games that they lost. The Colts game, I, I don't know how many people followed that one. That was in a rainstorm in Baltimore. That was ugly. They had a ton of drops in that game, and I'll still maintain against the Steelers. They should have won the Steeler game at Pittsburgh. They're like four drops that would have been touchdowns. So I thought it was a combination of Detroit came in a little sluggish, a little slow, but when the other team scores a touchdown every time they get the football, it's
3: 28 nothing. And what are you supposed to do at 28 nothing? Yeah, clearly they did not have a good scheme or answer for Lamar. He did whatever he wanted all game long. Lamar
2: is not going to be the top of people power rankings. We talked about Lamar uh, before he got that massive contract, sometimes ad nauseum to some. This is to me why you pay him. He was unbelievable in this game. And I don't give a damn about some of the stats you can throw at me. He has been one of the best stories in football at that position He's just again had some pretty big drops happen to him. His touchdowns should be up by three to four than what they are right now, and he was stellar. He put the ball in a lot of tight spaces yesterday, and his guys came up with big tight catches. Tight end was
3: huge for him. Yep. He's starting to develop a little chemistry with Odell Beckham Jr. The Zay Flowers out. thing is—I yep. mean,
2: that from the get-go, he's had good chemistry. Aguilar hung
3: on to a touchdown catch.
2: Yeah, After dropping one at Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, but
3: his his decision-making in terms of as plays were extended mm-hmm. for the times that the initial read wasn't there and his decision-making as to when to tuck it and run and when to roll out and extend the play, was it was brilliant yesterday. This is the thing about him, too, because you know, I talked about Jared Goff and how he could be a sneaky, good value play for
2: MVP. Well, light that on fire, kiss it goodbye. <laughs> Lamar might have taken that. And by the way, going into yesterday, he was 7-1 to one in that category. 71% completion percentage, 1,600 passing yards, an 8.1-yard average, and he's got eight touchdowns, three picks. And as I, as I mentioned, he's got two specific games where he might have two to four more touchdowns had his guys not dropped clean passes. This dude could be sitting at 12 touchdowns, three picks if he didn't have drops but everything else is exactly where you'd want it. That completion percentage, he's always maligned as a not accurate, not a thrower of the football guy, 71% with 1,600 yards. And, oh, by the way, I don't even feel like he's running as much as he could I feel like he's no. just extending plays with his legs instead of taking off like he used to when he was young. Well,
3: the touchdown to Aguilar was perfect example of that. Yes, he he rolled out, it broke down. He kind of ran around a little bit, gave but himself then, like four or
2: five seconds, and saw him in the, in the kind of back of the end zone. Yeah, and they yeah.
3: were down close, and he's like, "I'm not," you know. He knew a linebacker or safety was close enough to come up and light him up, so he's not taking big hits anymore. Right, and then found the wide side of the field and in. Led his receiver to open space
2: I, I want to get to something else So we're already against it here So this is my mistake So let's do this We'll talk a little more NFL And then we'll push baseball And some college football leftovers From the first hour uh, over again I want to talk about your team And specifically something that we just Should we just automatically assume this every year now For the next 10 years or we'll get to that next Dirt and spray on the fan
0: Okay, picture this It's Friday afternoon When a thought hits you So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: All right, welcome back in.
2: We'll dive back into some college football coming up. Oregon beats Washington State. The Huskies survive a close one. Utah somehow winning 6-1 and one with no quarterback. It's been unbelievable. They got a pig farmer back there. Big tilt this weekend. Dirt out. He is sick. He says he'll be back tomorrow. We'll see. Odds are that he's out tomorrow at a minus 115. You can get uh, plus 105 on the money line if you think Dirt's going to make it. Super questionable right now. Sources inside the Johnson household say he's a little more sick than he's letting on. That's kind of the unfortunate thing with him. He uh, Not telling you the full truth there with that. So we'll have to wait and see what happens if he makes it in the pregame tomorrow before we ultimately decide if he's good to go. Uh, should we just, from here on out, Bet Kansas City to win their division every year, like it was a minus one hundred and eighty this year, and I'm seriously asking, why not just bet one hundred and eighty dollars to win a hundred dollars? Yeah, every year. Yeah, because two two years ago, Swag, we thought that division was going to be the division of divisions. It was like, whoa, you got Russ in Denver, you've got Carr in the Raiders, you've got Herbert in the Chargers, and you fast forward through last season and you get to this year. The Raiders are not taken seriously by anybody. No. Denver, I'm very glad Denver won yesterday because I gambled on them. They should never have been a dog at home. That was kind of weird.
3: Yeah, there's, a, there's some sort of power struggle between Peyton and Russ and who's doing this and whose team is it and all that. Once they sort that out, you, you, As long as Sean Payton's there, you're going to want to pay attention to him, and and Russell too. If those two ever figure it out together, hmm. then yeah, you want to pay attention. But you're not concerned about it until they demonstrate they know what they're doing. And uh, the Chargers. Well, we'll see who their next head coach is going to be. You're out on Staley. It's done. Uh, it's done. I, it's it, done. Uh, what are you waiting for? Well, the Spanos family's notoriously cheap, so well, maybe yes. a buyout situation. I understand that, but what? What are you waiting for?
2: Here is Brandon Staley. The Chargers lose another game. This one, I mean, kind of started out close and largely Kansas City controlled it the second half the entire way. Brandon Staley says, don't blame anybody else. This is all me. The blame is mine. No one else's. So I just got to do a better job of getting us off to a good start in the game. And that's not what happened. I thought, you know, the first possession, we were able to get him stopped. Um, but then after that, we were just, we were on our heels. You know, Asante got the big pick, but then that score before the half was kind of a killer Um And, you know, then we settled down in the second half and played, you know, played well. But, um, you know, it was kind of our first half on defense and our first half on our second half on offense just uh, weren't good enough for us to win. So Staley says, don't blame anybody else. This is all my fault. And everybody would say, yeah, we watched the Charges. We know. We know. (laughs) But, you know, I I mentioned this to Dirt last week, and I'm going to mention it again because I've brought the Chargers into my NFL zigzag on Wednesdays and maybe doing it again this week. As much as we do blame Staley, and we can see where his coaching blunders have happened in real time, it's 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 not loud, but there is starting to build some noise of, is any of this going to fall on the quarterback? You know, it's not like they gave the coach the $250 million deal. True. They gave the quarterback the money, and I like Herbert. We had one listener earlier said, you know, Russ's numbers are better than Herbert's, and all we do is bash Russ." I looked into the numbers. Some of the numbers are in Russ's favor over Justin Herbert. There's other numbers as well that are in Justin Herbert's yeah. favor. I think the thing about this is it's Staley's fault until you can't blame Staley anymore. Right. And while I'm still very high on Justin Herbert, there's not an argument that when you watch certain crucial games, he misses throws. There are yep. throws he misses that you go, how did you miss that? And then he breaks a rib and then it throws one on the run he the very missed, next He missed, he
3: missed, um... He missed a touchdown pass to the early running in the back. game. Well, no, he, oh, to yeah. Um, Allen. Yeah. He had it right there, and he just airmailed him. He had a running back
2: streaking in the second half, overthrew him on that one. Like, there are throws in games that if he just connects, yep. maybe some of these things aren't going against him, whereas I'm acknowledging the coach... Not a very good coach, not a coach that I particularly love is defense. Like,
3: what is that? Well, and then you have the whole uh, roster salary distribution. They got all this money tied up in their defense, and yet their defense is among the worst in the league right now in terms of giving up points.
2: Yeah, but nobody's looking at the weapons going, he's lacking weapons. I know Mike Williams can't stay healthy, but Johnston well, was looked at as a no, no, slam no, draft pick. But
3: their offensive line also can't stay healthy. They're pretty thin there, and so if you moved a little bit more money over into protecting him and giving him also opening up some holes for Austin Eckler if he didn't have to take as many shots and worry about his health all the time, um, so I think there's some of that that goes to the GM and and the you know who's putting together the roster at the top.
2: For sure, but it's 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 just I'm just saying when you give a guy the contract, it's starting to get a place where it's not just coach. Yeah. The, the quarterback gets the blame. And here in this region, we don't particularly talk any negatives about that guy a whole hell of a lot. And I, I think the rest of the football world is starting to go, can you make the throw when you need to make the throw? Can you? And I, I think it sometimes is a ridiculous thing that we start, but because of their blunders, because they've lost some of these games, we don't think they should, or they just don't look good, or that he holds on to the football too long, or he throws a bad interception, or he misses a throw. It's You're starting to hear the noise around Herbert. It's not just Staley anymore. This is becoming a Staley... Yeah.
3: And Herbert thing a little bit as the Chargers continue to lose these these crucial games. No question. And he in the in the last couple of losses, yeah, he's had some uh he's had some open guys that would be streaking for likely scores that mm-hmm. he has missed. The Chargers right now, I mean, they're middle of the road as a running
2: team. They're giving you middle of the road production. They're just ahead of Denver. They're behind the Rams, behind
3: I mean, we talked about the Bills. The Bills would, can't run the
2: football. The the Chargers yeah. Are worse running the football than the Buffalo Bills.
3: Yeah, and I would think that the reason why their numbers are in the middle of like they had the one big touchdown run from Kelly. I think they've busted. Like Austin Eckler's had a couple where he busts it, skews some of the averages and it skews a bit. the average yeah. and the total yardage. Um, but when they just when they need to get four yards on first down, they're getting one or two. Are are you impressed with the more offense? What do you mean, Kellen
2: Moore brought in as the OC from Dallas, who they fired, and they said um, we can do better. Eh,
3: not necessarily, but I don't know that they. I, I don't know what the signature is. I haven't figured out what they can rely on and do when they need to. What was it last year? Because we were all quick yeah. to fire that guy, and I don't. I just feel yeah. like I
2: watched the Charges. It looks the so same. I don't know
3: if that is the normal growing pains process of a new coordinator and quarterback trying to get on the same page. Yeah. Um, I certainly think they could use a true number one tight end the way that the Chiefs have Kelsey and the Ravens have Mark Andrews. And <laughs> hard to find those guys. It's hard to find, no em. question. But They're if, the new 6'8 wing. We yeah. need six
2: 6'8 wing and we're good.
3: <laughs> if there's one thing that I think would certainly help out everything would be yeah. somebody in the middle of the field between the hashes that, if, you know, who's ever going down the sidelines and maybe that guy's there. I mean, he hit some big plays to Palmer. Palmer looks like he might be that guy. I like Palmer. I love that guy.
2: I like Kelly. I like Palmer. Obviously Allen is a And certainly stud. the
3: injury to Mike Williams, uh, hurt them as somebody who can make big plays and is a big physical receiver, a big target yeah. for Herbert.
2: And Johnston hasn't quite had the season. I think many thought yeah. he would yet. The rookie from
3: TCU. Yep. Might
2: still be figuring some of that stuff out. I I'm a, I hear you. We had Charger fans saying it's the general manager. It very well could be the general manager. I mean, there's a lot there's of blame to go around. There's
3: lots of blame to go around. That
2: pie ain't two slices. <laughs> it ain't just cut it in half. Here's Staley and here's Herbert. Nom, 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 nom. It is general manager, injuries, quarterback play like there's a lot of pie now how big are those slices i'm not a charger fan you would be more uh prone to cut those slices up than than me and charger fan that have been around longer than a year yeah than you would be but i i'm just i'm noting that he is starting to get yes more and more as the weeks go on and you lose these crucial games it's starting to be like yo uh herbert's missing a couple throws here that could Right. Dictate where they're Same at. Same thing
3: with Josh Allen. You know, once you get the bag and, yeah, you, the the expectations are you're supposed to be the answer to bail everything out when it's not going well. Yeah. But if Staley is a defensive, defensive head coach, a defensive guru, you're paying how many people big money on that defense? How many pro bowlers do you have? That defense needs to be a bit more stout. Their next four, Bears at home, which I think everybody would say they could win that game.
2: That's a Sunday yeah, watch night football game. so for your game, boy Bajent. So. Uh, at Jets, and I that looks like it's a Monday night football game. So there's Sunday night football against the Bears, yeah. and then they're Monday night football at Jets. Lions at home. I'll be roaring that weekend. I'm just telling you right now, I'm taking the Lions as a favorite. And then you're at Green Bay, which, my God, Green Bay. Yeah. I don't know if a team has gone from, we got another franchise quarterback to, This guy sucks. Can we please bench him (laughs) faster than Green Bay did at Chicago Week 1 to where they're at? Uh, You mentioned it. I wanted to play this because I don't know if anybody's heard this guy talk ever. Uh, This is a certain backup quarterback in the NFL. Hey, y'all had my back from the jump, man. You know, we had adversity last week, Justin going down. And, you know, right from the get, y'all had my back. So I couldn't appreciate y'all any more. Couldn't have did that without y'all today. And glad we got there and get it going. And there's the guy. I told you how to say his last name last week. Bajan. T- Tyson Bajent
3: from uh, yes Division Two Shepherd College. <laughs> Y'all have my back. That's right. Iberflus <laughs> looked so confused when he started
2: talking. Like, oh, that's what you sound like. I don't even know Iberflus had <laughs> talked to that kid. Hey, the Bears, by the way, Bears won their game. They scored thirty points on the Raiders at home. There are people in Chicago hey, I- are kind of like, maybe this offense isn't that bad. Maybe this is a Demonta Freeman. I just say. Quarterback controversy in Chicago: Tyson Bajant or Justin Fields? Uh, Fields look, is going to start. When I,
3: comes I, back. Bears fans are used to the awkward, quirky, yes. maligned, randomly winning a QB, game. I mean,
2: Mayleb, remember, Jim McMahon. Uh, <laughs> remember, Caleb Henny had a moment in the NFC title yep. game when Cutler refused to come back against the Packers. Like
4: Caleb Henny's going to do it.
3: Uh, then you had Rex Grossman get him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean,
2: Bears fans don't know what it's like to have a real
3: quarterback. I mean, yeah, the ones that look the part, the Jeff Georges of the world.
2: What's that like? We don't yeah. know. We, we have no, we're kind of Iowa. We just roll it out and however we win is how we win. But Tyson Bajent <sighs> with a big win. I just, final point on this. We'll see what happens with the Chargers. We couldn't have collectively, media, and maybe even fans, we couldn't have been more wrong. Could not have been more wrong on a division and how good and great the division was going to be than the AFC West. Denver's not but when we thought so far. The Raiders are just, nobody's taking the Raiders seriously. I'm sorry. I couldn't believe they were favored in that game. And the Chargers just seemingly throwing up on themselves in every big spot possible. That division, it just feels like every year, no matter what the odds are, I'd be stunned, by the way, if next year they're not a minus 200 to win the division just bet it just as long as Mahomes is playing bet it and if taylor swift's going to be in a game bet the over on travis kelsey production he doubles his numbers when travis when taylor was national tight ends day it was and that's the number one tight end so there you go uh coming up next we'll dive into uh some college football dive back into it and then uh we'll wrap it up with some uh, al and nlcs talk next on the fan Kevin Sumlin is two games better than Jimbo Fisher at this exact point of coaching at Texas A&M, and Lincoln Riley has the same record as Clay Helton did through their first 23 games at USC. I would have never guessed that. But then you, you remember that Sam Darnold came in, they had that dream
3: Rose Bowl run that he randomly won. Yeah, he, Clay inherited some some good players
2: <laughs> yeah i mean they've missed on their coaches since pete but they sark and lane like you say what you want about coaching they get talent and so uh it's two interesting programs in their status right now uh of what's happening with those two uh we'll get into the baseball LCSs coming up we got a game seven in the alcs where only road teams are winning that series yep and we'll get to the nlcs will the phillies uh, shut it out against the Diamondbacks. Uh, we'll have Swag do a full dive into that coming up. Uh, thank you to everybody hanging out on the YouTube stream today. The Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and of course, 1080 AM. Uh, I wanted to get in some college football here, Swag. As I put a poll question up, does Justin Herbert deserve more blame for the Chargers 2-4 and 4 start? Yes or no? Oregon took care of business this weekend
3: against Washington State. They did. They did. They were a little slow out of the blocks. That seems to be a recurring theme. If if you want to see is it you know, where is their cause for concern or what needs you know, Duck fan needs to look at differently. I think they'd like to start a little bit faster. Lewis missed a field goal early too it. It was kinda of like, Oh no,
2: yep. is the kid losing it? But he ended up being okay and uh hit a field goal after that. But uh they're an interesting team. So I we talked to Bill Conley earlier. And that was a good conversation. The SP Plus ranking swag have Oregon two slots higher than Washington. Now, the SP Plus, they take in efficiencies and numbers more so than record and head-to-head. Yeah. But it's Oregon is one of those, you say, like their weaknesses. They're one of those teams that if they're playing well, they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses, right? You trust the quarterback, the receiver, the running backs, the offensive line. The defensive line has a ton of talent. Right. Maybe the secondary,
3: but well, they and I, played particularly well for most of the year so far. And I think if you go back, all the questions about what was the difference in, in that Washington game, was it was it just strategy and philosophy of, you know, and, and Dan Lanning said going back, he might not have gone for it every single time.
2: His you know, The funny thing is his was the no doubt, no brainer, he wouldn't change it, wouldn't even be thinking about it. Yeah. And I wasn't surprised to hear these answers. The one he said he'd change is the one, or wouldn't change, is the end. The fourth and three, I think it was. Right. And that was the one I actually, the biggest problem with, because I thought momentum defensively was on their side, and I'm not giving Pennix the ball with 40, 50 yards to go. The one he said he would have probably changed is the end of the first half. And that
3: was the one that I, I was like, you are going to get the ball. Plus, you got the turnover. You got the mistake from Washington. You can't let him off the hook. There has to be consequences. There has to be points. 10 to 14 point swing is what that game could have been in that instance. And so if you yeah. get that, yeah, you get those three points. You have to make, there has to be consequences for them making a mistake at that point in the game. And I get the ball back to start the the second half so if I you know if in my mind I'm settling for a field goal yeah I'm okay with that right there
2: let's not overthink the room on this either I think from the Oregon perspective like Bo Nix has been really good Bucky Irving's been sensational you're winning and you look the way you do in my mind because Dan Lanning uh yeah. He he added to the defensive line, and now the defensive line is like a seven- to eight-man rotation, just constantly putting in fresh bodies. And the offensive line has been stellar, led by their center. Look, you want to argue about Bo Nix or Bucky Irving and Heisman credit and, I don't know, MVP, all that. You, you want to debate that, debate it with a wall. You have good <laughs> offense and defensive yeah, lines. That's the been, key to winning in college I think football.
3: they've been the most consistent team, both sides of the ball, all season long. And if you're only lost to in this college or just the conference on uh, the PAC 12. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's, so, that's a fair thing to say. So I if think. your only loss is a three point loss on the road to a top 10 undefeated team by a by a narrow margin, and, I and, mean, it, and it was a tight game the whole way, I, you yeah. know, those things happen.
2: The funny thing is when you get the so this happens time to time. Dirt will note this when he does dirty pull things, which he'll do tomorrow at six 30, uh, when you have the head-to-head and it goes one way and people still come out of the game saying the other team is better. Like Bill Conley said this today, he said, Oregon's been the most reliable team. And then he ends up saying, Washington did win the head-to-head. So for now, you can put Washington ahead. But he said, just talking from a metrics and execution standpoint, Oregon being the more reliable team of, of the two. And then this weekend, you know, it showed itself a little bit. Washington... Four of first six possessions were turnovers, and Arizona State's winning that game into the fourth quarter, and you have no idea what's happening because Washington has three points. Uh, it's just puzzling. It's one to have a slow start, hangover game. These are going to happen. I was admittedly surprised watching the fourth quarter thinking, oh, my God, Arizona State's going to win? And then the pass interference that they picked up that I still think was pass interference you know that that was a bit of a game changer for for ASU and Washington, but Washington executes late. They get the go ahead and they win. They they end the game with a pick. So, uh, pick six is what separates it. First game Washington's won by the way without scoring an offensive touchdown since 2001. <laughs> we saw Washington do something we haven't seen in 22 years. Swag win a game without an offensive touchdown first time
3: since 01 that was what they needed they needed their defense to have a performance and they did and i think they'll they'll spin it forward nothing like that to get you know the offense's attention to detail back mm-hmm. on track and say we still have to do all of the little things that we harp on in practice every day so yeah i would imagine stanford's in for it
2: i uh yeah i think UW's dubs going to respond uh, just fine against stanford i don't think they should have any problems with the uh, stanford cardinal uh, I am nervous. I said this last week. I'll say it again on this Monday because we'll start diving into some of these matchups throughout the week. SP Plus projections have Oregon State as a five-point favorite at Arizona uh, this weekend. The actual line's three and a half. That leaves me scared is all hell. This is a massive week for Oregon State. Washington, they survive. They advance. Oregon, little slow start took care of business against Washington State, looked really good on the defensive line, pressuring Cam Ward and slowing that offense. Up by 20, allowed a garbage touchdown. This week for Oregon State, I know Oregon going to Utah is the game. This is quietly sitting in the background going, oh, this is a massive game. Yep, I've been noting it all year, and I'm going to continue to note it this week. Oregon State has not won a true have-to-win, can't-cost-your-season road game yet. They beat USC a couple years ago. That was a fun story. That USC team sucked. This is a huge game for Oregon State, and their projections are already down than what some of the top projections uh, uh, calling it between these two. makes me incredibly nervous for the Oregon State Beavers going on the road this weekend against Fafita in Arizona. And I
3: think Beaver fan is nervous for this game. Well, hopefully we know, you know, run games, good run games, travel. That they can rely on that to let them ease into it. If you win the coin toss, are you deferring or are you putting your offense out there first?
2: I'm deferring. Their road game their run game actually hasn't traveled the way that their home road run game has. Like that's the thing with them. All their stats are almost cut in half when they go on the road. And so, like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but Arizona's feeling good, confident they found their quarterback, and it's the zona zoo at seven thirty at night. I mean, I'm going to be. I'm going to have to drink an energy drink at six o'clock to get up for well, this game. Check
3: those. Check those. Uh, flash airfare sales, maybe when they come out oh. on Tuesday, and Tucson's probably got some cheap tickets right now.
2: If there's anywhere where Duck and Beaver fan can hold up the, you know, the Crips and Bloods gang thing that they hold up on the the meme that everybody uses, if there's anything that they can do with that, it's at Arizona. Going to Arizona, incredibly nerve-wracking. Take away the the top-end talent swag. Okay, so Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, the last couple years, Washington. If I was to tell you, you play a night game in in one venue in the Pac-12, is there a venue you would you would choose less than Arizona? Uh, yeah, Rice Eccles.
3: Okay. I would be more scared but about I, going I, to Rice. I'm
2: taking Utah out. They're a top-end talent team. Like that matches their home environment. Oregon matches yeah. the home environment. Huskies matches the. Home. I'm talking about talent of a team. Oh. That's never really consistently up there of places you don't want to play. I think Arizona and Pullman are the two at the top of the conference. Yeah. Don't want to go there at night. No thank you. And you're in a must-win spot now, so it's brutal. Uh, We wrap it up. LCS, we got a game seven in the baseball playoffs. And will it be all over? Is it curtains for the Diamondbacks? I think the Phillies are winning the World Series. We'll talk about that next on The Fan. Well, our thanks to the text police. I guess that stat I said was wrong. Because I forgot about the Pac-12 title game. They beat Utah. Remember, they had a pick six, but they didn't score a touchdown. So that wasn't the first game the Huskies had won without an offensive touchdown.
3: First regular season game.
2: There you go. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, Our thanks to the Tex police out there. We love them. You guys are the greatest. Uh, We don't know if Durrell will be back tomorrow. He's questionable but we want to wrap the show up. I have not admittedly watched a whole lot of playoff baseball. My team lost. I'm kind of protesting. I think the sport's dumb when my team loses, and it's too long of a season for everything to come crashing down, and suddenly every yes. stat and metric I knew about a great team did not matter at all because, yes. oh, you play a five-game series. There you go. Bye-bye. But I've said the Phillies look like the team that are going to win it all. They're on the verge of eliminating the Diamondbacks. I, don't, I can't begin to tell you who's going to win. I'm just going to pick the Phillies and assume that I'm right. Uh,
3: the Diamondbacks need to get into this early on. They need to put some runs on the board, even if it's just a couple in the first few innings. So it's it not happening like, a whole lot to Wheeler Nola no, right now. No, no. Nola's getting the start. Uh, Merrill Kelly going for the D-backs. So they need to... You know, try to rely on some offense early so even if you get a solo blast or something from from Harper or Schwarber or something. And you know you will. You don't, you know, you feel like, okay, we're going to be able to hang with them. Because if they're up, you know, 2-3 zip going and we start getting close to the 5th, 6th innings, yeah, that that's a wrap. You know, Reggie
2: Jackson established his lore in New York with the home runs. Like, what am I supposed to do with Schwarber having more postseason homers? And if they win the World Series, like, what can Schwarber overtake Reggie as Mr. October? I
3: mean, that all started, too, when they won World Series in the early 70s with the A's. Right. Um, And then he had the three-home run game in the 77 World Series against the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And that legend and lore. I would look more, I think the only postseason stats... That are comparable between eras now are World Series stats. The World Series for the longest time has been a seven-game series against the best team from each league. Mm-hmm. And so those are comparable going back to the you know Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Yankees and through the 70s and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Everything else since the expansion, and there's all these extra games. And so I see, you know, Jose Altuve is moving up most postseason home runs all time. And Manny Ramirez and all that. Well, they're I, in
2: it every year. I take
3: it with a grain of salt. I'm like, let's not get too carried away here. And that's part of baseball's problem. The records yeah. don't matter or mean anything.
2: Uh, quickly, Rangers or Strohs? Who are you taking
3: Game 7? Um, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Rangers. I love it. I think they come out big early and get a lead. However, if it is tight, I do like the Astros' bullpen late over, okay. I think, LeClerc's been living on the edge the last couple of games. He
2: (laughs) makes you nervous every time. Uh, Monday Night Football. Good story on ESPN about the Niners almost got Kirk Cousins because Shanahan helped draft him. And then the Niners drafted Purdy. You know who was going to sign Brock Purdy as an undrafted free agent? The Vikings, because they knew that Shanahan and the Niners liked him. So a nice matchup. Are we going Niners? Are they gonna handle the Vikings or is it? I, I would
3: think so, especially if McCaffrey is out there and looks close to normal Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Uh huge game from Kittle.
1: Debo's out,
3: but I think uh, you know, national tight ends weekends. All right. Look for Kittle to get loose. There we go. That's gonna do it for us. Good little Monday
2: show. Thanks for hopping on to the YouTube feed. The stream on the app, or 1080 AM. Uh, maybe dirt is back tomorrow, and we have a whole lot more that I can get to on my show notes. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, six to nine AM. Dirt and Sprague, you've been listening to Portland Sports Leader, 1080
4: The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or.
4: you <laughs>